rain. Yay! This is exactly how I feel every time it rains. seen me before. Welcome for the first time. Um, I'm not going to tell you to click anywhere and start at the beginning because this is a special episode. Uh, this is episode 112 of Edward Reeb's Buddhist Books podcast. So the previous 50 episodes immediately before this one, uh, we were going over early Buddhist um, scriptures, the Tipitaka, the original Pali the old rules, the rules for monks, and we will continue to do that after this episode as well. Um, as I've mentioned before, as, after early Buddhism, early Theravada was established, it started to, uh, you know, break up into a few different orders. And uh, King Ashok, around the third, second, and third century BC, uh, BCE or BC, depending on how you swing. Um, it, got on board with Buddhism, and then I, I differentiate early Buddhism from Theravada. So here's early Buddhism, here's Theravada. And then <clears throat> over the centuries which followed, uh, there developed a new form of Buddhism, which we know as Mahayana. So in today's episode, we're going to be focused on um, Mahayana Buddhism. This is um, Amitabha, I think possibly Medicine Buddha. I'm pretty sure it's Amitabha, our special guest, and a dragon. Um, get my cup out of the screen. So, um, what are we doing? Uh, first, to start, just for fun, um, if you're here with me in the year 2022, if I were to say the phrase, the word pairing, uh, the hyphenated word, uh, no, it's a phrase, isn't it? <clears throat> Indo-Chinese relations. If you're paying a little bit of attention to, you know, uh, international news, some of the things that might come to mind are the skirmish on the border a couple years ago, uh, also the banning of TikTok, the Chinese company in India, as well as the lady on the Weon network still insisting on calling COVID-19. The Wuhan virus. Um, she and, and the, the Borat character, I think, are the only people left calling it that. No, there are a few others, no doubt. Uh, but what I want to do is to travel back in time. Imagine we had a time machine, and we could go way back to the before times, to yesteryear, to the year 2016. Wow. What a different time that was, eh? Um, back then, the, uh, the phrase Indo-Chinese relations might have called to mind a few films, for example, that were being made to uh, promote and encourage, um, you know, a, a positive and friendly relationship between India and China, such as Kung Fu Yoga. It's, it's cute. It's cute. If you love Jackie Chan movies, watch it. Um, 
But uh, today, the movie that we're going to talk about is, um, I, I believe, called Shang Zong. Zong. I'm so sorry. I can't pronounce things. I, I can't even pronounce English properly, except with my California accent. Um, so this uh, this first part is spoiler free. I want to kind of paint a picture for you, and then we'll move on into spoiler territory. So, um, Shanzong uh, was a seventh century Chinese monk who traveled the arduous journey from China into India. Now, I'm not an expert, nor a scholar, nor do I pretend to be, and uh, hopefully there are people out there really getting into the nitty-gritty of, you know, what liberties were taken with this movie that diverge from the actual histories as they're written. Uh, but it seems to me to be, you know, pretty spot-on with, I mean, as far as I know, as far as I can tell, uh, with what actually happened. Um, no doubt there are a few liberties taken, like for example in his writings when he says uh, that, a, that a, an, a certain area had a violence in the air, they have people kung fu fighting and you know throwing each other and the things breaking and stuff like that. So, you know, and the actual dialogues between him and people, um, surely he didn't write down, and then the king said this, and then I said that, and then he said this, and then I said that. It was probably more along the lines of he was very interested in these things, and so I discussed it from this point of view, that kind of thing. So some, some liberties were taken, but I would not call it fiction, <clears throat> more of a, a, you know, a historical movie with a, a few liberties taken, probably, no doubt. Um, it is a beautiful portrait, speaking of time travel, of, of a time when uh, devotees and practitioners of Buddhism, followers of Buddhist philosophy, and, uh, and so on and so forth, were uh, wanting to get the most authentic teachings from the Buddhist practitioners in India. So there was this very nice relationship between the Buddhists in China and the Buddhists in India. And uh, it was an epic journey that he went on, and he ended up, uh, just not really a spoiler, it's right at the beginning of the movie, you see Nalanda University. Um, I went there this year for the first time with my wife Priyal, who had been there before, she's kind of from that region. And uh, yeah, I mean, here's, I just want to show off, here's me walking around, you know, inside Nalanda University, and uh, and that's where a certain a, a substantial portion of the movie takes place. So uh, it's a very beautiful movie. I have seen it before. And uh, in this next part of the video where you and I are going to be watching it together, not the whole movie, it's two hours long, but some highlights. And um, basically, if it sounds interesting to you and you have not seen it, then by all means, stop watching this video, this YouTube video, or listening to it on the podcast, and uh, and check out the movie. Um, X-U-A-N-Z-A-N-G, I believe is how you spell it, and it should be available on uh, Amazon Prime or, you know, uh, a few other ways that you can find it. And then after you watch it, you're welcome to come back and uh, watch the second half or the second, you know, part of this video. 
And so thank you for those of you who are going to go watch it. And uh, until next time. Okay, so for those of you who stayed, I'm assuming either you've already seen it or it sounds interesting enough to watch this video, but not quite interesting enough to watch the whole movie yourself. I get it. Believe me, I get it. That's how I'm approaching this new Game of Thrones spinoff, where, uh, you know, I'm watching the, the breakdown and reviews on YouTube of, uh, of the episodes. I'm, I'm interested in it enough to do that, but not quite enough to sit down and watch it myself. So, um, without further ado, uh, let's cue up the movie. I will try to sit toward this side of the screen, because we're going to have it show up in, in this corner. Needing these. And actually, uh, for me, I'm not actually seeing it here. I'm going to be seeing it here. So you'll be looking here. I'll be looking here. Very nice Dharma wheel. Beautiful music. <clears throat> there was a, a, a video I saw of the five best Buddhist movies, and it was like the Brad Pitt movie and like four others, and someone on there said, this list is incomplete without this movie. This is probably number one. And of course I was intrigued, and so I went and watched it myself. This is an interesting place to start at a library in Mumbai in uh, present day at the time, 2016. He's looking for a book by Alexander Cunningham. So an Indian man looking for a book by a British man in a Chinese movie. Sorry, already, already pretty interesting. Thank you. So Alexander Cunningham had used the writings of uh, Sean Zong to locate Nalanda University as well as uh, a few other places. Kind of a Harry Potter effect with that photograph. <clears throat> they often use Australian actors for the uh, British. There was a period in my life when every night before I This might be an Indian actor. Though. I read a very old Chinese old. from the Tong Dynasty. Maybe he's British. The book was called A Journey to the West. Hmm. It was written by a monk named Shen Shenzong. And in his book Ah, that's statues and Sarnath. surrounding a very, very important tree. The tree, in fact, under which enlightenment was granted to Prince Siddhartha, the Buddha. The Buddha. We found these ancient ruins. The Mahabodhi Temple, mm. 
than a lander. And in this digging, we followed the path laid out by Shenzong. It was an exciting time. And everywhere we went, Shenzong's descriptions and our discoveries matched perfectly. So here we're at Nalanda University in present day, and by the magic of CGI, watch, watch, it's coming to life. I mean, it's a guess. I assumed that there'd be roofs, but they're leaving it open air as it is today, but more full. So we're going back to the 7th century, 1400 years ago-ish. Now we're flashing back, so that was him at Nalanda, now we're going back to him in China. Uh, about 10 years before, I think he was 27. And there's a famine. So he's uh, telling the people that they're free to leave the city in search of food because of the famine, there's not enough food for everybody. The road less traveled by. So I guess, I guess they're all going southward and he's turning toward the west. The Emperor forbids travel to the West. He's saying, you've already mastered the Tipitaka, what we're going over. His heart is already on the road. So there were Mahayana texts that were starting to come into China, but they were different translations, and people were arguing about which one was correct. So he's on a mission to go bring the true Mahayana scriptures. They call him an epoch-defining uh, person, historical person. He brought back, I think, 600-something texts yeah, so this is kind of movie making stuff. This is what I was talking about, how this is kind of where the liberties are taken, I think. You gotta have a little bit of kung fu fighting action. part of the whatever's happening here.
doing the sort of last rites, saying Buddhist prayers. They're like, who's this guy? Where did he come from? Take him. A monk poking his nose into trouble. That's how you see it. I see it as practicing my faith. He's like, do you have permission to travel west? No. You'll go no further. Ten years of study, not one true text. I'm going to the West to bring the true scriptures of Buddhism. I'm ordering all officials west of here to arrest you on site. This begging bowl, we've learned about that. You only get one. Is it you? He won't. He's staying silent. Isn't there an expiation rule against that? Tell me the truth. Maybe I can help you out. Yeah, that's me. In the picture. Please help me out. You admit it. I should arrest you and return you to Lingzhou. But I saw you eating gruel out in the cold. Life is hard for a monk. He says. He replies, ah, hard, but my destiny and I'm happy with it. It is the way of the Buddha. I only think of the Buddha, of the texts I'll find in Nalanda. I fear you won't make it. Oh, he's helping him. Five watchtowers, 300 miles apart, no water in between. Even if you make it past all five, then there's the vast Gobi Desert. Most camel trains don't make it out alive. And you without even a horse. I've come this far, I won't turn back. Should I die on the way? I should die without regret. Nice. Tore up the warrant. But they were sent to every guard. I would not let my guard down. Otherwise I would fail in my in ancient, Since ancient times, monks have traveled with merchant caravans. 
silkworms. Upananda would be freaking out about some silkworms. He smuggled them out when they were eggs. He's going to trade them in the West. He's going to find a weaver and marry her. They'll trade silk. What is the world really? I take what what China has to the rest of the world and I bring back what China lacks. He's a merchant. He says he's going to India for the scriptures that China lacks. Random encounters and farewells. He worries for the people that he meets on the road. So many bandits ambushing caravans. Any caravans heading west? No. Who would go west? What are you talking about? The desert? She's heading west. Don't forget Parajika number one. And uh, Sangadi Sasa numbers one through six or so. He won't forget. He's a good monk. Oh, that's always trippy when the water table, where the desert dips down to below the water table, so there's just water in the middle of the desert. She's asking him why he's doing it. It's my fate, I guess. He says, all right, leave me here. Lucky she's not a cowherd lady from Visali. It'd be more of a struggle. Well, that was 1,200 years before this. The abbot saying I dreamed a monk was coming to visit, sitting on a lotus, flying from east to west. Don't disturb him. Bodhisattva, help your disciple. My journey is harder than I imagined. The road to India is long. All I see is desolation. I need Buddha's support to reach India and the scriptures. These scriptures. people like him hadn't brought these scriptures out of India when they did they might have been destroyed by the Mughals 
and wiped off the face of the earth. <laughs> you followed me a while, why not walk with me? The abbot had a dream about you. Here's some food, please instruct me. So he instructs him. Oh, I think this is the uh, one of the ceremonies. Mm. He's making him a, a monk, I think, or a probationer. Mm. Yeah, he's making him a monk. No killing, no stealing, no lust. No lying, no drinking. He's like, no drinking, huh? <laughs> That's not a big price for enlightenment. No killing, no stealing, no lust, no lying, and no drinking. I think he likes to drink. Mm. Van Dock is his name. So he told him he had no travel permit and that made him nervous. Saying illegal crossings can get you killed. Seems fearful and wavering. Wavering is that word again. Master, do you know where India is? In my heart. So you don't know? <laughs> Except for the road ahead, you know nothing. Can you really find Buddha? You cast off your old cares and taken on new ones, he says to his student. That's interesting. I can relate with that. And Doc, what are you doing? Yes. Last night you wanted to kill me. I did have thoughts of murder. Why didn't you do it? I was torn, confused. I've been full of regret. Please return. Don't go on to India. I'm saying you can go home. I release you. Mm. Oh, okay. He's saying you'll be arrested, they'll torture you, you'll tell them about me, and then I'll be arrested and killed. That's why all this he thought to kill him and then collect the reward and be out of this situation. Saying our connection is unbroken, go. However much they torture me, I won't tell them about you. Oh, he gives them some good advice here. Find an old horse that knows the way. Ahead lies the vast desert. If you insist on going, take my horse as an offering. Oh, there you go. He knows, he's old and he knows the way. Please reconsider. 
Yeah, uh, he's going to turn back now, right? Mm -hmm. I know you. Hey, not the water. Leave the water out of this. Ah, Beacon Tower. Who are you? A monk! Stop shooting at me! You can't be Shenzhen. Going from east to west because he's returning to China. He tells his guards, Leave me. I don't want to know your name. So don't tell me. If you were in a temple now, what would you be doing? Early prayers. I know nothing about Dharma, Buddhist law, he says. Violent, buddy. I've been guarding this palace for seven years. All I know is suffering. How can I find release? Why do you suffer? This watchtower is my prison. To you, the watchtower is like a prison. To me, starved, finding food and water here is a place of deliverance. He's saying, I wait all day so I can sleep and dream. Your insight moves me deeply. The first noble truth, impermanence. There are three others, desirous suffering. There is no self in Dharma, Nirvana is stillness. My wild horse strength, you'll make it. If you can't come back here, I'll wait for you. Big canteen. Oh no. Oh. What a drag. <laughs> oh. Old horse knows the way. Understandable. The horse doesn't know about 
Scriptures. Rain! Yay! This is exactly how I feel every time it rains. Wild Horse Spring. Ah. Someone said if you get to the Wild Horse Spring, then you've made it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. If you're thirsty, you gotta drink it, but I'd be expecting some digestive issues afterwards. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Whew. For me, the journey was longer than for you because of the editing, but for him, it was years. Alright, so he's a you the king wants to Oh, the king let the monk walk on his back and then go up and take this the seat in the temple. Okay. Because they don't have a proper monk there. So he's saying, ah. Yeah. He's saying his father was very faithful, traveled a lot of places. They're very religious there, but they don't have any proper teachers. Venerable, I pledge to support you my whole life and commanded my people to become your disciples. And here are these offerings to show that I am sincere. Help your disciple. Stay here and forget your journey to the West. Sounds like something a tempting bad guy would say. The offer is generous, but I can't accept it. My sense of purpose grows stronger every day. I cannot give up my past. Okay, you have two choices. Stay here 
accept our support, or we will force you to return to the capital. You can imprison my body, but you cannot imprison my spirit. So now he's doing a hung, hunger strike. This reminds me when uh, Lord Buddha said that if someone promised you a robe, stand there and wait for the robe after you've asked four times, six times, something. Don't accept food from them until they've given you the robe they promised. I don't know why. It reminds me of that. Seems like it's a way. He's saying, eat. The king's inviting you to eat. Have some good food. He's like, I'm not here to eat your food. I think the king's finally come to his senses. Done a terrible thing. I won't hold you any longer. Please take some food. The journey will continue. Eat something, buddy. You look like you need it. Yeah. Reconciled with the king. Buddhism growing in influence. People treated us as guests of honor. gone pretty far. Oh. 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 Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He is now reaching Nalanda University. Remember where you saw me in the beginning of this Now this is not in China anymore.
The temple of my dreams. Now I want to go back to Bihar. It was very hot when we went. I'd like to go in a, a better season. Surely this is one of the Buddhist patriarchs. Young man, where do you come from? Master, my name is Shenzhen. I came from the Tong, China. How long did it take you? Four years. Why have you come? to study with you. Three years ago, the Bodhisattva appeared to me in a dream. Have a look at his far We'll study the Dharma with you. We're talking about you again.
Indo-Chinese relations. He got his own orange robe. <laughs> I really love how they brought Nalanda to life. Yeah, this is exactly the way. And they must have filmed it there. But I want to see both guys first. And then another five years passed. Thirteen and a half hours walk, remember? From Rajgir to Bogaya. He's lucky to be there before the guides harassing you when you walk in. <laughs> different places, different customs, talking about different food here and there. Talking about, there we use chopsticks, here I must wash my hands because we eat with our hands. The eye is not quick enough to perceive a kasana. How long is a kasana? This movement divided into 75 parts. That's a kasana. Sanskrit word kasana. Oh, okay. He's learning Sanskrit. I followed the footsteps of the Buddha, seeking his path to enlightenment. Buddha was a rich and spoiled prince, Siddhartha Gautama, in his youth. He knew nothing of the world's suffering. Then one day, he saw an old man, a sick man, and a poor man. To realize, to release the world from suffering. Oh, yeah, they... The world is full of violence today. And although I am of this troubled earth, my heart is planted in the land of bliss. Mm. Why don't you walk in the middle of the road, he's saying to an untouchable. He doesn't understand. I'll tell you the answer. Butchers, prostitutes, beggars, and so on, 
are not allowed in town. If they have some business here, they must avoid the main roads and walk on the sides. This is the land of the Buddha, who said all are equal. It shouldn't be like this. Venerable, it's not so strange. Although this is Buddha's country, his people are not all Buddhas. I've had a few moments like that, like the first time I saw a leather store in India, I'm like, everybody's not like vegetarian, what? Outsiders kind of tend to exaggerate the holiness. <laughs> I'm meeting a man in the next village. Can you please take me there? Why do you wear the mask on such a hot day? I was cursed by my master. A symbol of my wrongdoing. How did this come about? When I was very little, I was orphaned. I became the slave of the village chief's family. Six months ago, the house caught on fire in the night. They saved the chief's daughter, bringing bad luck. So he kicked his own daughter out of this house and told the slave never to show his face again. So he's worn a mask ever since. So no one sees his face. He lives with the chief's daughter in a hut by the river. In a van down by the river. Can the curse not be lifted? Only a Brahmin can lift the curse. Don't release me from my mask. But who would take pity on a slave? Kumari is the girl I saved. Jayram is the slave. Only a Brahmin or a funeral pyre can release her transfers. She ran away with Jayram. Oh, she ran away with him. Although I'm alive, it's as though I'm dead. The Ganga! Ganges River. Okay, so he's asking the Brahmin to release Jayram from his curse. He says, come all the way from China. I'll do this. I'll release him. 
还给他本来面目。他说 ，Bathe in the Ganga, and after ten days you can remove your mask. I think she likes him. She seems a little bit happy that he's gonna take his mask off. Is that why she's dead inside? Because she can't see his face? It's kind of sweet. Okay, they're putting an elephant on a boat now. Very wide there. They must be like south of Varanasi. Seems happier. Master, ten years of studying and traveling, collecting scriptures and relics. What's it all for? To take back to China. You're so popular here, though. Why go back? What's popularity? To be loved. I left in order to return, not to be loved. That trip might take another four years. So long as he says four years. Ah, Emperor Harsha traveled to Udra. Oh, yeah, they're slandering Mahayana, like I did in、uh, a previous chapter of this program. Terravadans. Yeah, so the emperor is gonna have the、uh, the Theravadins argue with these. So the, this is the early Mahayana coming out of Nalanda. So this is like the heart of Mahayana right now at this time period. So they're gonna have a debate, and then all the learned men are gonna decide who won the debate. A debate between Mahayana and Theravada. 
So he's choosing the best monks to engage in the debate. And that includes you will debate scripture not just for the glory of Nalanda but the truth of Dharma. Now put my mind at ease. Each of you say a few words. I know Buddhist logic and language and other areas of study. I am very confident. I fear that the great debate of 18 days is not for an old man like me. He's laughing at him, saying, if you're old, then what am I? <laughs> I am happy to represent Nalanda. It is my honor. I came as a non-believer. You converted me. I know Mahayana Samgraha and will triumph with it. Tell me about Hinayana and Mahayana. Please, Theravada. Hinayana aims at worthiness. Mahayana aims at Buddhahood. And his critiques, Pranayagupta's critiques of Mahayana, he says, I don't know them. But anyway, my arguments are better. You underestimate Pranayagupta. Pranayagupta must be the Theravadan who's criticizing Mahayana. Tell me the difference between Mahayana and Hinayana. Yes, Abbot. Hinayana believes that the universe is material, but perception illusory. But Mahayana believes that both perception and the universe are mutable and illusory. Mahayana sees the universe as true face. All is mutable and illusion. Very good. You speak to the essence of it. My worries have been dissolved. Today is a happy day. I praise and thank Lord Buddha It's interesting. I mean, you've, if you followed this whole program, all 112 episodes, you know why this is interesting for me to be watching. 642, I think it says. The Harsha Empire, the greatest empire in Sidu brought together 18 kings in a theological debate. Let the debates begin in honor of the Buddha, Mahayana. 
in one corner versus Hinayana in the other. Uh, 700 verses against Mahayana by Pranyagupta. But Xuanzang of Nalanda wrote 1600 verses for Mahayana. The texts are on display. Over the next 18 days, anyone with different ideas who wishes to present them, please speak up. We will celebrate the victor and pay homage to him and raise him up on an elephant. All my arguments were written down. I wasn't nervous or worried. I loved the atmosphere, the diversity there. Like a lake fed by many streams. Hinayana and Mahayana are metaphors. To put it simply, they are like ferries, like boats. Hinayana, small vehicle, transports an individual. Mahayana, greater vehicle, transports others as well. Compassion is how Buddhism changed the world. Buddha forbid the taking of life, including of those with other beliefs. Mahayana's love and tolerance can cleanse the world of violence and make it a more beautiful place. This is the greatness of Buddha. The scriptural debate spread Dharma far and wide. Winning didn't matter. It was the process. 18 days have passed. There's no need for debate. When the sun rises, the fireflies stop glowing. And thundering hammers are silenced. All other arguments faded away. <laughs> Congratulate him and Nalanda University <laughs> for their victor. Nalanda's champion. Venova, please. Get on the elephant. This is interesting. It's like he's watching himself. Dissociation. Watching himself. The triumphant victor. The debates. Sitting on the elephant. As if from outside. I knew it was time to go home. Oh, so nice the way what they did with it. I wonder how much of that was CGI or if they actually like decorated the ruins themselves or what they did, I don't know. Buddhism is in decline here in Sidhu, you know, the reign of that emperor. Nalanda keeps it alive. It is advancing in the Tang in China. 
You will help it to flourish there. And he would. He did. 642, the same year. The homeland of the Buddha. It's not that I don't love it. But for me, the scriptures. But I came for the scriptures. And now I must take them back. On the return journey, the emperor sent a party to meet me. Ah, so the journey to India was by himself and everybody trying to kill him. The journey back, the emperor is like, hey, we heard about what you did and we're impressed. We're going to help you come back. Yeah, every, every official was ordered to help him along his way. So a much easier trip coming home. It's sort of like those malls where there's an escalator going down into the mall, but to get out of the mall, you have to walk up the stairs to get out? Or was that a dream? Might have been a dream. Back to China. Long before the CCP, when it was truly beautiful. He did it. The statue that Jay Ram dove into the Ganga to rescue. It's like inside of Pirates of the Caribbean or something. The the ride, not the movie. A little bit, a little bit. <clears throat> now this, this is cool, right here. Translating it all. Brought the scriptures home. Now translating them into Chinese gives my life meaning. Nothing was more important. the emperor writing the preface for one of uh, Shringzon's translations. All those scriptures. Mm. So beautiful. Close enough. Close enough. 110 countries. I guess countries were much smaller back then. 25,000 kilometers. Hmm. Uh, 
I just really love how how this movie brings that whole time period to life. I mean, they brought Nalanda to life, and the whole time period, and that just that experience, and uh, the love of bringing the scriptures of, of being so motivated to go get the scriptures and spend 17 years of your life doing it and then to translate them and it brings to life the uh, there's so many Mahayana scriptures that are you know the Sanskrit scriptures don't exist anymore they were destroyed and so him in a, to a large, large degree him and others uh, back then bringing these scriptures over and translating them into Chinese are the reason that we still have them. And, um, and it, it, it made me think twice about, you know, when I first, you know, you might remember, I was reading Dhammapada here at the beginning, first six episodes of Edward Reeves' Buddhist Books podcast, and then started the Lotus Sutra, and I just couldn't, I just was like, I can't, I can't, what, what am I reading? What is this? Because it, it's basically, you know, saying never mind everything that came before this let's talk about this and it's like who are you and why do you think that you can disregard all of the buddha's actual teachings and so i i, I just wasn't ready for it you know and so i got the tipitaka but as it was mentioned in the beginning this this heroic monk was a master of the tipitaka and then having already mastered the tipitaka he had a few copies of Mahayana scriptures, and he wanted more, so he went and got 600, more than 600, and brought them back. And uh, it's inspiring. And I, so I'm slowly warming up to the idea, and, but I've, I still have, have a couple years of Theravada scriptures. I don't say Hinayana, but, you know, of Theravadan scriptures to read before I get to the scriptures that this movie was about. And, uh, and I can kind of, you know, okay, I can understand how Mahayana evolved out of Buddhist philosophy. But the people that were like I was, clinging to that Theravadan uh, only, not allowing for Mahayana to come into fruition, you know, and condemning it and trying to stomp it out as some kind of heretical thing, had to go head to head with with uh, this monk I, should, I have a hard time pronouncing his name um, you know representing Nalanda and Mahayana which had developed in India in Rajgir um, Rajagaha as uh, Lord Buddha would have, called, would have known it um, near Vulture's Peak same, same down the street from Vulture's Peak Nalanda University was and Mahayana developed there by men like that, you know, in those orange robes, living in that environment, studying praying, meditating learning and um, that has that has value and uh, as you, you might remember if you saw the previous episode here, it's not all about it's not like, you know Jesus is Lord you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. What did he say? Red letter text only. Never mind what Paul said. Like I cannot, you know, like I, I took that way of thinking into Buddhism, I think. And so I was disregarding everything except for I only want to know what the Buddha said. And 
I don't know, for the time being, I still, for now, want to learn everything I can about what we know of what the Buddha said, which means this, Tipitaka, uh, Tripitaka for the Sanskrit folk. And then when I'm done with that, then I'll be ready to learn uh, what Nagarjuna said and what a lot of the other, uh, the, those who developed Mahayana and eventually those who developed Vajrayana had to say as well. And I look forward to it. And I hope you enjoyed this uh, review and reaction video. And um, please feel free to comment below. Also, if you happen to, you know, be much more well-read and scholarly than myself, and you are aware of um, either embellishments or changes that the makers of this movie made from the historical record, things that were not accurate. I remember uh, when, when Mel Gibson's Braveheart came out, and I thought I understood William Wallace, right? Until I read Wikipedia years later found out that wasn't at all how I went. So I'm hoping that this was uh, at least 95% accurate to what actually happened back then uh, because I feel like I know him now. I feel like he's a part of my heart and, uh, and a real inspiration. And um, yeah, it's just a good movie. And uh, yeah, I, I, I look forward I'll put it this way. I look forward to seeing, uh, as time goes on, things change, improve, and, um, you know, borders in people's hearts and on the maps, you know, kind of start to become a little bit less, oh, I don't know, hard-lined and bold. You know, without without one uh, country or king needing to dominate over the other, you know, healthy competition is healthy competition. But nobody needs to be the superior one, the better one, and the other one is evil and vile and wrong. You know, except when they are. Sometimes, uh, you know, like uh, genocide is evil and vile and wrong and should be stopped. But a billion people here, a billion people there, and um, you know, love of truth in the hearts of so many. Though the uh, specifics of what that truth looks like or how it's expressed may vary here and there. Culinary differences, cultural differences, language differences don't matter. All right, that's that's about all out of me. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I will go ahead and close as I close every episode of this show with the prayer my father and I used to perform um, when I was very young. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. <laughs>
Until next time.